when we talk about a kingdom, we presuppose there is a king. When we pray what we call the Lord's Prayer, we're speaking to a king and asking him to do something. We're asking for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father, whom we're addressing here as both Creator and Redeemer, is right now restoring his kingdom and his purposes here on the earth. This is his season. So, question, have you ever considered that what you're asking for when you pray this is that you're asking for the will of this king to be done in your life? That his government should come in your life, displacing your right to run the show? So the question we must ask before we begin is, did you realise this? And is this what you want? Do you want to submit to a governmental authority other than your own? Do you want to make him Lord as well as Saviour? Do you want to begin to train for eternity in the here and now? John one twelve says this, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. He's given you the power. You've believed on his name. You're a babe, born again with the potential to become a fully mature adult. And there's both a crisis and a process here. There's an inheritance to be gained or lost. There are uncontrolled desires to be harnessed. The crisis is that you are faced with something other than the status quo and you need to make a decision to take you further. Your decision is between believer, follower or disciple or between radical renewal or business as usual. The process is getting to your destiny as a mature son of God, living from the DNA of your heavenly father, coming into your inheritance. It's being a disciple, not just a believer or a follower. It's about coming into alignment with his will and letting go of yours. When Jesus preached the kingdom, he didn't say, believe on me, I'm going to die for you and be your saviour. What he actually said was, repent. Change your mind and direction of thinking, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew four seventeen. You aren't saved just to go to heaven when you die. That's a given. You are intended to come into some kind of maturity in this life which fits you for your future in eternity where you will reign and rule with him as a fully mature son. God's agenda for you is that you grow up. That is both your crisis and your process. When he speaks in heaven, the angels obey instantly and we are asking that we might be the same, that this place, this kingdom where he reigns and rules, where love is the key, might reside in our hearts that this culture may become our culture because we are citizens of heaven and we have his DNA. If we really want that life in the here and now, we're in for some surprises along the way. This kingdom is universal and eternal. It's now and not yet. Currently, it's inside us, has a totally different culture and mindset. Maturing means developing kingdom responses to the situations life will thrust you into. Your maturation process will affect everyone and everything around you. To truly live our lives on earth as though we were there will mean a complete transformation of our thinking because this kingdom is upside down. It asks us to die to live, to give rather than receive, to turn the other cheek, to go the extra mile, to forgive those who hurt us and despitefully use us, 
to keep no record of wrong, to bless when we're cursed, to give thanks at all times and in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for us. We discovered, didn't we, when we looked at the school of the Spirit, that this king was altogether other than us. He doesn't see things the way we do and he doesn't do things the way we do and he doesn't think the way we do. Isaiah 55, 8-11 So, gird up your loins. Tomorrow we will begin to make some changes.